everyone, and welcome back to the Little Nerds Podcast. This is episode number 92. My name is Slater, and I'm here with Adam and Caitlin. What's up? Hello. Hello. Slater, that's a cool cool cup you're drinking out of. Uh, And it keeps it so cold. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice sticker on it, too, or a nice embroidery. What do you you call that? Uh, A stamp? I don't think. I think it's like a logo. No, you guys, it's not on there. It's like, it's lasered. It is? Oh, really? Yeah, you can't even feel it. Cool. I don't know how they did it, to be honest. I think it's science. Yeah, I think it's they science, mixed a couple too. metals together and bam. Emulsifiers. Yeah, they probably use the... To do the hand, the hand motion. Synthesization. Synthesize. Synthesize. <laughs> Adam, do you even know where emulsifiers come from? Slater, do you even have a rock in your nose? I know oh! where they come from. Kelp. That's the same thing they used to make toothpaste and beer. Mm-hmm. What beer uses kelp though? Like honestly, I don't know. Google it. Maybe it's like a common thing in many beers. It's so, so- selkie. There's like one beer that uses kelp. <laughs> So Slater got his nose pierced. And I got no, I've too. had my nose pierced. Slater's had his nose pierced. Where the heck have put, you been? Okay, but he got it again. He got it re-pierced. No, no, I, I got, no, I didn't. They just stuck a taper through it. Oh. I just put jewelry in it so that it would hold it open, and then I had to switch the jewelry out in a few, in like a week. I'm going to be like longer. So you were more high maintenance than I realized. Adam, you should get your eyebrow pierced. I get like an eyebrow pierced kind of guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> And then do a lightning bolt through your, your other eye. Just a piece of jewelry as the lightning bolt. What is this podcast? <laughs> right. What are we talking about? I Anyways. actually wrote a big, big long uh, podcast for us, you guys. On the you docs. did? Yeah, so go ahead and log into it. Oh. Well, okay, the whole reason why I brought up Slater's Cup and then this like totally went off the rails was the swag is starting to arrive for Wales Nerds weekend. And since Slater lives in Monterey, he gets it all sent to his house. Ah, so I can taste <laughs> test everything. <laughs> Don't worry, he will not be taste testing the item that you receive. I'm trying every one of those cups to make sure they're all... <laughs> Gross, that's not very COVID friendly. <laughs> So one of the items in the swag bag is an aluminum cup and Slater's drinking out of it. So for those of you that are Patreon subscribers, when you get the video version of the episode, you can kind of see it. Um, But yeah, we have eight spots left for Whale Nerds Weekend, October 14, 15, and 16. If you would like to join us, we would love to have you on the trip. We're doing three six-hour whale watches with Blue Ocean Whale Watch, doing a cool lecture from uh, some scientists at Mumbari and we're gonna have a good time so and you get a little swag bag from us which is cool and guess we're what see whales what oh by the way i just talked to kate on the phone like 30 minutes ago and i was and i said oh man i hope we have really good weather weather all three days she's like don't worry the trips are just gonna be awesome and i was like <laughs> oh I, I was like i recorded even saying that now i'm gonna post it online <laughs> <laughs> kate's manifesting it we're manifesting it it's gonna happen um I was going to tell you guys something. Keep going, Kaylin. It'll come well, back. Well, if you want to sign up for Whale Nerds Weekend, you can do that through our website, which is thewhalenerds.com slash trips, or you can just hit the book now button that's on any of the pages when you're looking at our website, thewhalenerds.com. 
And I also wanted to start off by saying thank you to everyone, first of all, that signed up to support us through the trip and come and see us and see whales with us, uh, but also our Patreon subscribers and uh, anyone that rates and reviews the podcast anywhere that they listen to it or tells a friend about it. And yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you guys. We really appreciate it. Thanks for all the support. Yeah. Especially- this is like, what? this is like our a couple of years of like hard work and like yeah. our ideas finally coming together so yeah thank you guys yeah we're excited cool. something let me tell you guys something about the guy that we're having do a lecture his name is john what is it john, john ryan, ryan. <laughs> yeah john, and he has all right john tell me moore something john <laughs> moore is he your <laughs> uncle <laughs> no but there's a guy new named john moore and so that's how i got confused anyway so john ryan has two questions coming in hot because there was an earthquake today at 47.55 in the Bay, like right around that area. And there was one like a week ago too. So I want to know. If Wait, heard. were you out during the earthquake? No, no, no one was. Oh, because it's rough. In the, well, no, people were out today, which was cool, I guess. I don't know why they went out today, but um, yeah, so there was two earthquakes and I'm very curious to see if he can like check them out for us. But I don't think they were as big as the one that we saw. Yeah. I mean, think like the whales stopped. Oh off yeah. I, no, I guarantee they went, went for each city for a second. Well, yeah. I wonder if they stopped vocalizing. I guess I didn't ask him that he sent me the recording like, yeah. of the earthquake that day that we had. But when but was I, it? Was it even in the? Well, I guess they've been they've been um, vocalizing the whole summer. So. Yeah, but like, so remember the day that we were out and all the whales started breaching. Yeah. John Ryan sent me the recording of the earthquake noise from the hydrophone. Yeah, well, I remember listening to it. But I guess I never really asked him if the, what, whales, what the whales were vocalizing yeah. and if they stopped. Well, if you think about it, though, it was during the day, so they probably weren't anyways. Yeah, because it, yeah. Uh, it was so loud. They probably were, but not like it wasn't. He know. has to have a recording of an earthquake at night, you would think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, dude, we need to like make a list of questions for him. Um, yeah. I kind of want to just be able to like log into the hydrophone, to be honest. And just like, <laughs> rewind stuff a lot, you know? <laughs> Which, like, by yo, the way, give us a give us a job we we'll do some cataloging if for you're you. a listener that would you be listen the, to the podcast uh, i guarantee right this second when you're listening to this podcast if you go to the mbari uh what is it.org let me check real quick yeah i think it's mbari.org slash listening room slash soundscape dash room but just go just google mbari and then listening room it'll pop up and i can guarantee right this second there'll be a humpback whale vocalizing should i like play it on my phone into my speaker no, it's going off right now. I'm already playing it. <laughs> it, it, it it's like it's crazy this time. I don't know if it's just because of time. Well, it's been like that for weeks, but yeah, um, it's at night. Off. Yeah, it's been crazy. Even right now, I actually played it for the lady on my boat the other day, and I was like kind of expecting it to not have whales because we were out there, and no, they were still going off. So, which Let's makes see. me think that like. Even though we see so many whales in the bay, there's got to be one that's just like laying down under the water for 20 minutes at a time. We don't see, you know? Maybe. Vocalizing. Unless they're just singing songs while they're swimming in circles, feeding on anchovies. That's what I would do. 
It sounds kind of far away, but they're definitely making noise. Adam so, for sure would sing songs. Told me the world was gonna. That's what I'd be singing if I was a girl. <laughs> and they'd all be like, "Please go over there." Get like, smash uh, mouth up in have here. Have you ever thought about feeding in Alaska? Because <laughs> you don't yeah. fit in the Monterey. Should, should maybe take a jaunt up to British Columbia. This seems like more your speed. <laughs> Y'all are mean. Um, yeah. So I mean. I really do think we should make a list for John Ryan though, because and we may end up trapping him there for an extra hour because we're gonna have so many questions for him. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. He's also gonna like melt your faces off with like noise because he's gonna bring his own like big subwoofer like he did for ACS oh, Monterey. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's gonna yeah. like rock the bird room at the PG Museum of Natural History. So. Oh, I love him already. Yeah, and then he I also has a like graduate it. student coming with him, Will Ostrich. Um, so they're going to do like watched, a co-presentation. I just watched the video that Will Ostrich was in. Yeah. Did you guys watch that one? Except that apparently it was old. Apparently I'm late to the game. Um, so I think we finished all the host updates. Yeah. Let's hit him with some sightings, Adam. Go first. Oh, I'm going first. Ooh, I got some juicy stuff, y'all. Okay, so What's been happening? Um, (laughs) It's so juicy. What do you mean? Okay, so it's been like uh, Humpback Uh, Whale City Central, right? Humpbacks every day, like 20 of them, pound, pound, pound. They're everywhere. Super cool. Been seeing some that we recognize. They've been everywhere. It's awesome. Bunch of dolphins, bunch of common dolphins. Um, Like a week ago. You were there for. Shut. I was about to say that. All right. Mother, mother trucker. Whoa, dude. Whoa. It's a family podcast. <laughs> okay. So like a week ago, I was sitting in my house, like my one day off and Dave tries FaceTiming me. It doesn't go through. Devin sends me a text, but like the video doesn't go through. It's just like, it's just like one of those like winky face emojis. And I'm like, oh my God, I know what they have. And then they all start calling me. They're like, Hey, we got, we got killer whales here. And I'm like, no I one day off but it was like one of those encounters where like it's like perfect sea conditions bright sunny skies glassy water killer whales hunting and spy hopping and breaching and everybody's just rubbing it in my face and the worst part was that I was supposed to be out there on a film project but my buddy who I needed to film for was just like all over the place he's like oh yeah sorry I like totally forgot I'm like what do you mean you forgot you told me like 10 o'clock and then he pushed it back to 11 o'clock then he pushed it back to 12 and then he was like yeah no we're just not gonna go so that was a bummer but it was cool the condor suckular whales is a ca 138s and that pod is pretty cool because at least in 2019 they were confirmed uh three or four times in the channel within a month and they've already been spotted twice so we saw them and then a fishing boat saw them on the backside of cruise so maybe they'll be hanging around. So yeah, killer whales. And then like five days later, I was actually on the boat for this one. This one's pretty cool. Okay, right. So here, let me, let me lay it out for you. We're rocking. We're in the channel. We're like, rocking we just, we just, no, nah, it was beautiful. We just left like the friendliest humpback whale ever. Like the thing was like tail lobbing, like five feet from the boat. Um super super friendly and it was actually the same one that just mugged us a week before and he was like rolling upside down right underneath the bow so you could see his tail and everything 
um, super, super cool. And he did it for like two hours straight. And so we're like, okay, like, I, what do we do now? Like, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. How do you talk? How do you continue on always, your trip? It's always when you well, exactly. It's always, it's always tough. And it was, it was early on in the trip. It was the first set of, it was the first whale that we got on. So it just ate up two hours and we were like, okay, like we can drive around now and find some other whales, but it's not going to top that. Right. So like, okay, like maybe we'll take them to the cave. So like we start heading to the cave and everybody loves the painted cave. It's a hole in the wall, but everybody loves it. That's what we call it. The hole in the wall. Um, we start heading out to the cave and um, actually this is, a, this is on a day that our galley girl, she took a vacation. So I was down in the galley. I've been in the galley in like two months. But I was down in the galley, flipping burgers, doing my thing. Um, and Devin came down to help me because it was so packed. We had like, we actually had like 80 people in the boat. So it was like a decent day for us this time of year. Well, this time of year, it's slowing down, right? Um, and so Dave calls me up on the mic. He's like, Ernst started the fly bridge now. And I was like, oh, that's not good. Like usually when Fired. he does that. <laughs> usually, well, usually when he does that, it means like something's wrong. Like something's not okay. But he would have called Devin because Devin was on deck that day. So I was like, okay, like maybe it's animals. Like maybe he's the killer whales again. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And so I run up there and he's like, I think I got something weird. And I'm like, what do you got? And so like we start looking at the binos and it was a freaking sperm whale. Was it spout sperm coming out an angle? Well, yeah, I was coming out at an angle. It was so cool. I've seen one sperm whale, but I don't really count it. So I, I count this as like my first sperm whale. And it was a big adult male right in the middle of the shipping lanes. Super cool. He had that big old bulbous head. His spout was coming out the side. He was all wrinkly. Um, we only got a couple looks at it before he dove, but still super cool to see a sperm whale in the channel we were literally in like 600 feet of water wasn't there a cargo ship going by too there was a cargo ship like he was right in the middle of the separation zone which is kind of scary um but sperm whale in the channel i think dave's been on the boat for 20 years and he's seen four so super rare for us and i don't really think the california coast has gotten a lot of sperm whales this year Right, Monterey hasn't really seen any. Right, I heard some on the hydrophone. Slater heard some on the hydrophone. Been, yeah, heard we've heard we've here. heard them, but I don't think yeah. anybody's had a sighting. Right, but that's that's just like, uh, how do I explain it? It's just like the right place at the right time, you know. Like, their sperm. Yeah, but I Slater and I heard sperm whales for two weeks straight, and no one saw them. Obviously, they saying. were there. <laughs> yeah, but like I th I think like. Like usually like one place along the California coast a year gets sperm whales. Like, you know, a year ago it was, there was two off of Point Vicente for like a week straight. Mm -hmm. And then Monterey had a couple, but like, I don't know, super cool. I've never seen a sperm whale and they're super rare in the channel. So yeah, it's cool sighting. I know we're and hanging I, out. I did look at your photo because um, we were talking about the like formation of its back and that mm -hmm. it does look kind of funky, like around its really? dorsal hump. Yeah, I, I looked. Eric I looked at a lot of photos. Interesting. I mean, there, there's a whale that was similar like that. Yeah, but not that extreme. The one that I saw, we also thought had kind of a weird posture, which then I was like, maybe that's just because of the dive behavior the day that we saw it. Because in other encounters, it's not as pronounced, and it was actually fluking. Because that sperm whale hung around for like two weeks in Monterey. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but your photos, it looks like a different whale for sure than the one I saw. And it does have a much more pronounced like thing going on with its spine. Its posture is very weird. So obviously it looks healthy. It looks big. So it's I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what a sperm whale looks like. So everybody was like telling me like, this looks weird. And I'm like, dude, don't ask me. Like I have no yeah. experience with these things. I hadn't seen your photo when you called me and you're like, it, I don't know. It looks kind of funky. And I was like, that's the thing is like, they do look weird. <laughs> yeah no they definitely look weird having a weird back though maybe it's because that's like a big male and the females don't i don't know no yeah, i, I mean, think something's it was, it was going a, it, on with it it was a huge animal i mean it must have been yeah. pushing 60 feet like it was massive yeah um we only got a couple looks at it and then it went it went, it went down and it went down without fluking which was kind of sad but still yeah um super super awesome i don't think i'll probably never see a sperm whale on the channel again but you know you never know there was Never say never. Oh, that looks so weird. They look like dinosaurs. They're so cool. <laughs> and he has like these weird, like, I don't know, like barnacle something on his head. I can't really tell, but they're weird. Yeah, I'll have they're to look at it um, on a bigger screen because on my phone, it was just like. Yeah, you can't really tell. Yeah. Anyways, I was stoked. I was screaming. <laughs> I don't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> all right who's next? Cool. Uh, i'll go because i have to oh he has to try to one-up me now let's see no, what no, he's no, got oh my gosh i'm not gonna one-up you that'd be too easy <laughs> <laughs> come on dude i live in Bonnet. <laughs> it's like cheat codes for whale watching um yeah but have you seen a sperm whale this year i saw beaked whales didn't think so you did yeah this year or like this week in the spring oh um, i was like you didn't tell me this <laughs> yeah anyways i it's been epic we've had tons of whales they did slow down for a hot minute we had like actually when i left to catalina for those four days we i came back and there was only like 10 or 15 whales kind of spread out inside the bay Ooh, um, only, only 10, 10. Oh, it, so it was slow. like 30 when i left in the bay so yeah and then, so anyways, a few days later, um, we kind of went offshore and found the first big, uh, big group. Some guy called in like four or five humpbacks. And so we went out there, like in a group. And so I went out there with Connor and then we ended up finding those four or five. And then he went one mile further and he called me in on 10. And so we had a group of like 10 plus whales because some were leaving and coming in. Um, but they weren't feeding. They were diving down. They were with sea lions. They were feeding, but they weren't eating at the surface. And then we left and came back the next day. And there was literally like 30 humpback whales out there. And we had a group of probably 10 to 15 easily. No, I'm sorry. Like 15 or more lunch feeding. Like nice. group of five or six would come up at one time on one side of the bay. And then on the other side, like three or four. And then other whales would sidelines in the distance. Like there was an absolute feeding frenzy going on in some of the bluest water that I've seen. I mean, I've seen blue water in Monterey, but this was like that offshore blue, nice. um, beautiful, beautiful water. So yeah, we had really good lunch feeding. And I had someone that flew in from New Mexico to come on my trip the next day. And I said, all right, you flew from far away. We're going to go the distance. And we went 17 miles out there and there was literally four whales the next day. Uh, oh man 
but all of those bigger whales that we saw in those groups, they were all like full grown humpbacks. They were all found in the bay the next morning. So they must have been like moved in mm-hmm. somehow and like slid past everyone. Because now we've had dozens and dozens of whales lunch feeding between Moss and Monterey on like the 50 line. So mm-hmm. kind of near the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, in between 50 yeah, and like 53. Kinda, yeah, it's kind of like a weird spot but they do tend to gather up there. Yeah, I don't like know what it is about that spot. Between like 150 and like 300 feet of water. Yeah, or yep. Sometimes in like 90 feet. just depends on how far in the yeah. beach they go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I had another day. So that day that Adam had killer whales, I talked to him on the phone, obviously, because he was stressing out and like so sad that he- <laughs> So sad. And, and then he also could have come up here and he didn't come up here. So it was like a double whammy. It was like a him. double. Yeah, it was a double make me <laughs> well, cry. Wait, was that the day? you text him and you were like get up here 15 whales lunch feeding in the group chat well, that was another day i actually oh. jumped ahead so before that with the so i adam what i was like you should come up tomorrow i can ask my passengers because they're super they're like they've come multiple times and they're pretty chill so i was gonna say hey could adam come and i forgot to ask them and the next day we're out there and we had like great lunch feeding right off the bat and this like sunrise that looked like alaska i don't know what the heck was going on it was like really like crazy white puffy clouds and blue yellow light i don't know how to explain it but um so the trip was like already amazing to start off with and i forgot to ask him oh, adam yeah. to come up and adam didn't come and then we go offshore and find <laughs> a pot of like six killer whales and so I was like, dang. I, and then I told them, I was like, man, my friend really wanted to come. They're like, oh, you should have had him come. Oh, I like, no. I was like, damn it. So I texted Adam <laughs> and I was like, dude, you don't want to know what I have. So we ended up finding like six killer whales and uh, we watched them travel and I called all the other boats in. Well, right when two of the boats from Discovery got there, they ju- they ran into a pod of white sides that they were bringing with them head on to the killer whales. And I told my passengers, I was like, I'm telling you out of nowhere, all of these dolphins are going to like fly out of the water and <laughs> to go the opposite direction. And it like got super quiet at the surface and we kind of didn't know where they were going to pop up. And then all of the white water from all the dolphins, they take off. And to, just off our right side of the boat, we see killer whale chase a white side, like 15 feet in the air, like nice. easily clears, like plain as day. None of us got a photo. And I was like, oh, I felt so bad. <laughs> you know, I would have gotten it if I was there whatever no none of us dude, adam would have been like in the water if he saw it i got the, i did get a photo of both the white side and the killer whale's tail so you have water. proof but it's i like... know yeah but it's like and then so just past them like a, a couple hundred yards further a killer whale does that like you know where they lift their tail like they porpoise but it's like I don't know how to explain it. Where they their head doesn't the- come up very far, but their back and their tail does. Basically, they yeah, they were like parallel with the water, but like six, seven feet in the air. So he did this big launch and like was par- like an equal sign to the water and then went back in. And none of us got that either. And that was it. They let the dolphin, the dolphin, you could see the one that they were chasing took off to the West and they just kept going. So I don't know if they were actually just not hungry and they were like, they accidentally ran into them or I'm sure they knew they were over there. Like, yeah. But One yeah. time I saw a group corral a dolphin and then a private boater drove right in the middle of it and they lost control of it. Mm. And I thought they would give up, but Emma chased it for two miles and finally got it. 
See, they I, I don't even know if they wanted to eat because they let it go. Yeah. The, and he was singled off by himself. The pod went like southeast and he uh, I guess they kind of went like straight south and that one went like northwest. So yeah, I don't know. Oh, I think they just let it go, but I felt really guilty. <laughs> I was like, I should ask an addict to go. But the, dude, the that was just is, like double whammy. Yeah. Not even all the boats showed up and legit two yeah. more sequences later. <laughs> It went from zero fog to like the thickest fog you'd ever see. And oh no. And while so that was happening, we went, to, we, I told the, my pastor, and I said, I was like, to be honest, we already got the best looks we're going to get. By the way, they went right under my boat and like completely T boned us, went under and out the other side. And so that was before boats got there. We got like a really amazing look. And so I told them, I said, hey, let's, let's like these other boats are going to be here now. So let's let them get a look and let's leave because I didn't want to. Ch- Chasing killer whales that are traveling just isn't that exciting to me. And so there was a whale. Rod pulled off. We all pulled off. And there was a, whale, a humpback breaching out to the north, uh, west. And so we, we, I was like, if it does it again, we'll go there. And so it did it again. So we jam over there. And as we're pulling up to Rod on the Pacifica, the girl on my boat goes, it just fluked up like 30 feet from that boat. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I went around the backside of the Pacifica to get in line with him. And as I'm going around, it breaches him like t- seriously 10 feet off his bow and gets over the top of the Pacifica. No None way. Of us gets a shot again. And we're like, <laughs> I we're don't like, believe you. You're making sw- this up. <laughs> I swear to God, you can see. And no, and then so I pull up next to Rod out his window and he goes, Do you have an extra pair of pants? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So. Oh, I love Rod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone on the boat was like oh like you, their pastors were screaming and uh it was it, again like a lot of epic stuff happened that day and none got captured nobody got it <laughs> it's funny because the, the girl uh i have to look what she said but like she venmoed me a tip you know and she was just like flying killer whales and it's like <laughs> it's like nobody got a shot but like still the moment was so incredible to witness yeah yeah it didn't even matter Sometimes, yeah, it's, sometimes that's what matters most. Yeah. That's always what matters most, just looking at it and seeing it. But besides that, we've had lunch feeding. Up until three days ago, we had this, or up until t- today was the actual, yesterday was the bad weather day. But uh, for the last week, up until yesterday, we had uh, lunch feeding in the inside towards the beach almost every day. Cool. Like in the mornings, yeah. Not big groups, like groups of four or two. A lot of mom and baby pairs that are lunch feeding. I'm out yeah. unless there's five or more. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, if you, I told the whales, I said, if you like, if you guys can't pick it up by October 14th, we're gonna have to bring some new whales in. So yeah, gonna have to put you on the bench, bring some new players into the lineup. <laughs> you better group up. Oh man, uh, my sightings have not been nearly as exciting, but uh, we did have some pretty we had some pretty rough weather the last 10 days or so and but we have had some good whale action we've had a mom and calf pair pretty much every trip dross in her calf and dross is almost always like feeding 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 and so then like we babysit the calf which is fun because it does like silly things it rolls around it'll peck slap it'll breach uh, but it also will swim around with its mouth open like so you can see it's baleen like a little alligator and it'll like gulp the water and like i think it's just playing with it to be honest it's like rolling around and then it'll like bounce up and down a little bit at the surface and then 
all of a sudden it'll have its mouth open and it'll be like skimming a little bit and then it'll close its mouth and keep going (laughs) it's done it like almost every day so but uh we did have some dolphin sightings yesterday yeah yesterday atlantic white-sided dolphins um we actually saw two different groups we saw one group like not that far outside the harbor and then we saw another group as we were like finishing up with whales they were like a little bit further down from uh where the whales were so that was nice um but yeah it's been it's been kind of ugly out yesterday it was calm but it was really rainy and like we had thunderstorms off and on and so like that was kind of a bummer but Mm -hmm. the whales don't care they live in water so uh but yeah yeah we'll see how it goes white-sided dolphins they're a hot topic in the whale world right now yeah they are it's i keep seeing everybody talking i keep seeing everybody talk about it and then people posting pacific white-sided dolphin pictures mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah. is it just because nobody has pictures of atlantic white-sided dolphins like they're not the same species yeah i yeah i wish i knew a little bit more about like the like real-time uh opinions of the people that live there yeah. in the Faroe islands because i just feel like it's not fair for me to like really comment or speculate on something that i've never seen or like fully understand the culture of but like it was a really big hunt you know like 1400 animals yeah. that's seems like a lot you know um but yeah i'm glad to see them on my side of the atlantic just doing their thing and on yesterday even though it was rainy there wasn't a lot of wind and so when we were with the dolphins you could hear them whistling and it like echoed up through the hole because it's That's a metal cool. boat and so like you could from like midship forward you could hear them on both sides of the boat which was really cool i don't i don't know much about those dolphins like because it seems like they're not necessarily migratory but they are seen in diff- there's much better they're sighted much more in certain parts of the year right uh yeah so like off of our coast we see them in the spring spring yeah and then we do get another little push of them in the fall we also get a push of common dolphins in the fall but as far as like other sightings around the north atlantic i don't know too much about it i do know that there's like a lot of speculation that they probably just move like inshore and offshore um i don't know how temperature white sides right yeah, I was huh? gonna say it's kind of like it's kind of like our lags. Yeah, yeah like except our our lags, it's like Pacific white-sided dolphins seem more like it's a little bit more temperature-driven. Whereas with the yeah. Atlantic white-sided dolphins, I'm not sure that I've paid close enough attention to know if that's a thing. So, I'm just like when like, it's is their population like? I'm assuming they're pretty stable. I would assume. I I think so. I mean, I don't think they have any conservation concerns about them. I do know that off the coast of Massachusetts and New Hampshire is one of the easiest places to see them on a regular basis. Um, But they are encountered even in like Iceland. um, And then obviously over on the other side of the Atlantic off the European coast. But yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't really know how much there is to know about them, but personally, I don't know a whole lot about them other than, you know, size, diet, that kind of stuff. Do, do they call striped dolphin Atlantic white-sided dolphins? No, striped yeah. dolphins are it's different. Suspicious. They're more like a common dolphin. Yeah, I know. So we always wanted like, to see one. So 
Oh, white beak dolphins. Yeah, white yeah, beak dolphins. dolphins look similar to. Yeah, so the they are, they're also a Lagerhorncus, I believe, or a Cephalorhynchus. Yeah, they have those in Iceland. Yes. Yes. Yeah, white. Beak I know dolphins. because I missed them by one day when I was there. <laughs> and the yeah, next they morning they saw them, but. I was the reason I asked is because I just saw this thing and it was like there's three different species of dolphins in Iceland. There's bottlenose dolphins, common dolphins, and then they're saying there's striped dolphins. No, what? No, I don't think they see any of those in Iceland. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I think they see see common dolphins in Iceland. No, and I don't think they see Atlantic white sided and. Yeah, white beak dolphins. I didn't even know they saw Atlantic white sided there. I know they saw white beak dolphins. Yeah. Uh, I would say maybe other like toothed whales, definitely pilot whales, killer whales, maybe harbor porpoise. They see sperm oh whales, humpback whales, dinky whales. There, huh? No, I mean, we, I think they've been sighted on the North coast of Massachusetts, like a handful of times, like very rarely. What have? Well, because they see the bottlenose. Um, they see bottlenose in Ireland. That's true. So that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe one went way the heck across to the north it's not that far up (laughs) yeah well so the way the way the gulf stream like pushes across the atlantic the southwest side of ireland has tropical plants one because there's like a vector for the wind pushes the seeds but also like during certain parts of the year it's a fairly tropical climate because of the effect of the gulf stream but i don't really know how it moves around iceland that well i'm not that familiar with it I remember being on the southwest part of Ireland and be like, why are there jungle plants here? <laughs> yeah, that Gulf Stream is warm. I remember living in Florida and like going in the water and it was like always super warm. And then when I came here, I was like, oh, let's go in the water. It's going to be super warm. Nope. Wrong. <laughs> nope. Yeah, like there's palm trees in southwest <laughs> Ireland. Super weird. <laughs> why the heck are they there? Wait. In that whale watch company, whale watching Hoganess, yeah, Hog- they're in their captain's blog, July twenty fifth, two thousand eighteen. Fantastic Hogan days we've been having. We're seeing up to ten humpback whales in each tour, along with minke whales, harbor porpoise, and even bottlenose dolphins. So they must have seen them. I don't think they would make that up, unless it's a translation error. It's made up. I don't know. Maybe. maybe. Maybe, because, maybe not. I know though. they actually have because when I was there, they had a they had like marine biologists, and naturalists that like volunteers their summer there. Mm-hmm. So I think that they are pretty uh, like educated on what they see. No, yeah, I mean I don't doubt. I just the only thing I would think is if it was translated from Icelandic, if there was no oh. clean translation. But maybe they do see bottlenose dolphins. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Where the heck do or they come no. from? Iceland's like. Literally the middle of nowhere. No, I doubt it. (laughs) They love just skipping their bellies across the ice. We don't even know it. (laughs) You don't know. You never know. You never know. All right. So for our uh, like info topic this week, I just found this cool article from Hakai Magazine, and it's a pretty short article. So I was thinking maybe I just read it. It says it. estimates about three minutes um but it's about the lost whales so it was written um sort of just to recognize the whales that were targeted during whaling but didn't actually get harvested so 
A startling number of whales were maimed or killed by industrial whalers and lost at sea. If the Basques were the first to commercialize whaling in the 11th century, it was the Americans who took it global. From the 18th to 20th century, thousands of whaling ships, the majority flying the U.S. flag, scoured the world's oceans in search of cetaceans. The Americans' large, large ships allowed them to process whales at sea, harvesting the valuable oil, baleen, and ambergris without having to return to port first. Since they were paid by the whale, American whalers set themselves ambitious targets. Reaching them, however, wasn't always easy. And early industrial whaling was incredibly inefficient. Harpoons were prone to breakage or loss. Whales would fall, fight back and use their tails to flood the whalers' small pursuit boats. Other whales would swim around rocks when harpooned, eventually prizing the weapon out. And, quote, all the labor would be lost, which hath often happened, lamented Frederick Martin, a 17th century British whaler. Some wounded whales would drag the whalers' small boats away from the main ship or run the line in a way that risked them capsizing, leaving the whalers with no choice but to cut the whales free. Some of these wounded whales would go on to live another day, but some would die and sink quickly when the lines were cut, only surfacing days later after the ship had already moved on. Most of the understanding of the scale of industrial whaling stems from accounts of whales that were successfully caught, tallies that rely on reports of oil or baleen sold at port. But Morgana Vigi, I think is how you say her name, she's Spanish, uh, and her team at the University of Barcelona in Spain wanted to pin down the number of whales that whalers killed but did not catch. To do so, they visited the archives in the U.S. and Europe looking for whalers' logbooks preserved in physical form or on microfilm. They focused on whalers who targeted southern right whales and sperm whales in the southwest Atlantic Ocean off of Argentina and Brazil, which was a heavily exploited region. In total, uh, he and her colleagues read 255 logbooks covering nearly 150 years of whaling from the 18th to 20th centuries. In the logbooks, captains would write about corals and mutinies, missing their wives, but they also left detailed itineraries of boat launches, whale sightings, and vivid descriptions of successful and failed catches. Some captains recorded their catches with hand-carved stamps. And Vihi's team turned the diaries into data that could be analyzed to establish the loss rates for these two species of whales. The painstaking work was made more difficult by the effects of time and tricky language. She says, most of the whalers were not so literate. <laughs> <laughs> the research showed that no journey went without losses, but in the early phases of whaling between 1775 and 1850, the losses were significant. Scientists calculated that for sperm whales, the loss rate was 1.1. So that means for every 10 whales caught, one was lost at sea. But for southern right whales, the rate was higher at 1.5. For every 10 whales captured, five were lost. After 1850, southern right whales started to disappear from the logbooks in favor of sperm whales. Researchers suggest that this could be a grim reflection of their population being driven to near extinction which is a very likely possibility given whalers often targeted right whales, mom, moms, and calves. Over time, the loss rates for both species steadily decreased, reflecting improvements in whaling techniques and weaponry, such as explosive harpoons or harpoons with toggle heads. Technology was a lot less advanced compared to modern whaling. Nonetheless, this did significant damage to a lot of populations, says Phil Clapham, a cetacean ecologist and senior scientist at Sea Star Scientific. He was not involved in the study, but he did say particularly the slower whales because they were the ones that they could catch. The reconstructions of, are fundamental to guide current recovery efforts by telling us how 
far or how close the current populations are from their natural state, says Ana Rodriguez, a ecologist at the Center for Functional and Evolutionary Ecology in France, who also was not involved in this project. She says, ignoring the lost whales tends to underestimate the historical population size and then translates to a less ambitious conservation goal. Something to think about. Wow, it just makes me think about what it was like before we were like killing whales. I know. I always wonder, like, let's go back. Can we go back to like 1500 and just see what the wildlife was like? Oh man, there had to been so many whales. The store, I mean, you hear stories from so many different places that it was like there were so many whales, the air smelled from their breath, or you could walk across their backs across a body of water. Like, I want to see that. It means there were so many anchovies and herring and like, Adam, Adam, so sad about that. He just left the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's not here right now. I'm sure he'll join back. Maybe his internet went out or something. Yeah. Um, and then I just think about like, so you look at whaling logs, right? And you look at like summaries in guidebooks or like marine mammals of the world or whatever. And they talk about like how many whales were hunted in a certain amount of time. But it's like, it's like a double injury when you think about how the logbook didn't necessarily reflect how many whales were actually killed because not all of them made them onto the ship. You know what I mean? Like they didn't count. And so, so they say one to five, 1.5, right? And they say for every 10 killed and captured, five were lost. Yeah. Does that mean they shot those other five that got yeah. away and then they were yeah. injured? Yeah. They made an attempt at five additional whales and didn't land them. But they were, they got hit by harpoons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and so you don't know if they actually died or not, but. Yeah. But it's like, let's say two and two of those, two of the five died. It's still an extra two or, you know. Yeah. Well, and then I, I would like to see their their paper I guess if I could track it down at some point but like especially with right whale moms and calves were they able to tell in the log that there was a calf and then they just like let the calf go which means for every mom killed the calf died yeah exactly so like is that included in their number or not I don't know um I guess it depends on how good of a log the whaler yeah, kept think about that if they killed 11 whales that week and three of them were moms that means they you know there was three more yeah on yeah exactly and that i think is one of the fastest ways to kill a population is to target the moms and babies because like the baby's oh, guaranteed sure. to die so not only did you lose a reproductive age female you also killed her calf Um, so then my other questions I have, like thinking about this stuff is like, okay, so there's whales that are dying and sinking to the seafloor at a higher rate than they normally would under non, uh, hunting conditions. So like what happened to the nutrient cycling in the ocean, right? Cause like the deep sea is all of a sudden getting flooded with carcasses. Mm-hmm. It's like all those benthic communities, like Osadax are having their day. Like those worms are like, let's go. (laughs) There's so much food (laughs) down here, but like, that's so short term. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, like there's so much less food now in the deep sea habitat. Like, is there a way to track that? Can we figure that out? Can we ask these worms? Like, I don't know. You you probably would be able to figure it out with, I mean, samples from the benthic layers. 
Well, basically, yeah. they went through like a after the whaling era, they went through like a depression. The worst. Yeah. Did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because yeah, there was no whales around. Yeah. And then, so then you have more nutrients going to the deep sea, so like potentially sequestering some carbon, but then you're losing all your nutrient cycling at the surface. So like your surface carbon sequestration process through uh, whales fertilizing algae, like that's getting less and less and less each year. So like what the heck is going on between all the different layers of the ocean? Cause they are connected. It's just like not a direct, not always a direct relationship. Dude, does that mean that before the industrial revolution, we were destroying the climate through whaling? Boom. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Boom. But also then did we did we further perpetuate the industri- the climate impacts of the industrial revolution by continuing to commercially harvest whales more effectively? Is that measurable? I don't know. My main question, my main question is that we really only know whale populations before the whaling era based off of whaling logs. Mm-hmm. Right? Except for a few like we can est- except for a few species, maybe. But like we estimate right 350,000, 300 to 350,000 blue whales, right? Mm-hmm. But if if we're using that data off the logs that they successfully caught. What about the whales they didn't successfully caught? Mm-hmm. Is that number more towards 500,000? Is it more towards 600,000? Yeah, you know, like, I don't know. If, if, well, you take, I, if you take the data off of, off of that article, right? If it's 1.1 or 1.5, you know, it could be 600,000. It could be 500,000. Especially if you do it times two for all the moms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if moms weren't accounted in that statistic, then it's even more. So if that is the case, you know, it's honestly even more of a miracle that blue whales are still alive today. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. more of a miracle that we're alive today. Too. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Sure. Like after we killed all the whales off, they should have just been like, "All right, you don't deserve the planet." You know what? You lost your right here. <laughs> Seriously, but it, it honestly shows how important whales are. Like that's yeah, insane. Uh, yeah, yeah and I like we're just still barely coming to grips with all the things that whales do for our environment. Yeah, and we like, don't. We have no clue. Like that that one paper we talked about, where like how with whales like in bears you know or like whales yeah. and trees you yeah. know like that's crazy yeah and just crazy. like taking that amount of biomass out of the world is just like yeah what they're literally machines for the environment yeah they are they're ocean gardeners like that day that we had those 30 plus whales they legit lunch fed for over four hours you're, and, and I had that big group and then Kate went one mile further and had her own group of 10 that had that whale Batman in it you know Caitlin oh Batman. yeah yeah he was in that group and they were lunch feeding but not as good as the ones I had that were lunch feeding so she <laughs> came back no like they were her whales originally anyways yeah. but I mean like they weren't lunch feeding as good as these ones like consistently and so she came back and then she stayed longer than me that day and for over four and a half hours, they lunch fed back to back to back to back to back. Dude, it's like, it's like that one day we had them lunch feeding for eight hours. Literally, we were there for eight hours. And it was just a couple of whales, though. But this is like, you know what I mean? Dozens yeah, yeah but still, like, crazy, Which just means crazy, guaranteed crazy. another mile further than that. There was more. Another two miles further than that. There was more. Like, 
Oh, by the way, that day that we had those whales, a fishing boat, some guy named Joe called in. So basically I was at 48 and 05, someone at 38 and 05. So 10 miles south of me, there was an, another group of 20 plus whales down south that wow. same day, lunch feeding, I guess. But no boats were out there except for a fishing boat that was looking for tuna. That's wow. crazy. Yeah. That's pretty. Yeah. Why yeah, can't it's, we just it's, all get together and push the anchovies into the middle somewhere? Yeah, I, <laughs> dude, I'm <laughs> waiting for that. We no, we're not this... going to control nature. We're going to let nature do its thing. No, I'm going to put a net out in the end of the canyon and push it. Oh, on. my God. Just for one day, dude. We'll get after the looks. Call it a day. Oh, my gosh. It's not about you. <laughs> about our passengers caitlin on october 14 15 16 okay damn wow it's it's stuff like that that blows my mind just like Mm -hmm. and that's why it feels like so fortunate to like see these animals on everyday basis like yeah it truly it is incredible the uh, the effect they have on the oceans but also like the fact that they're still here today like yeah pretty wild Oh, today I forgot to tell you guys about a really fun little passenger I had. This little boy was on the boat and he was so excited about the whales. And it like, I had had a pretty tough week on the boat. And so it was like good to have, even though it was like horrible weather today, it was good to have him on the boat and be so excited because he got everyone else excited. And he was like, he felt the motion of the boat and he's like, what is that? And I was like, that's the waves. That's the power of the ocean. And he was like, it has big muscles. And I was like, it's so strong, right? And he was like, yeah. And he's like, and the whales are so strong too. Aww. <laughs> it's crazy how someone's energy like that can like change the whole boat. Yeah. It, it really only takes it one really person does. to be super positive on the boat and like be into it to get the rest of the people like. Yeah. To, to, yeah. I told him at like halfway through the trip, I could tell he was like having an effect with everybody on the deck. And I was like, man, we're just going to give you the microphone. <laughs> it kinda, that happens with a lot of things. Like it just, even when making cocktails on the ocean explorer, it was like, if the first person came in and was like, I want a fox cranberry, the rest of the room would be like, fox cranberry. <laughs> yep, like, yep, yep, like, yep, yep. So can we harness that energy and just get people to like, save the ocean or what like wait the ocean has big muscles we need to save it (laughs) (laughs) or you were selling photo packages adam you've probably seen this where someone comes in they're like oh i got enough on my iphone if the first person says that you sell you sell like but if the first person's like i'll buy it you don't even have to show me and they like buy it then like everyone buys it (laughs) or people are like oh my god those are absolutely amazing the whole boat just like flocks over yeah pretty cool we're such cyclical animals like it's yeah the high oh my gosh the hive mentality it's like it's for the best or the worst like yeah oh man (sighs) (laughs) speaking of which we're throwing in a photo package for those of you going on whalers weekend (laughs) i mean we might be a little we might be a little bit rusty buddy we might be a little bit rusty i haven't done one in a while I will not be including my photos because I have hardly taken a photo of a whale all summer. But I'm not taking any photos that trip. <laughs> what Whatever. do you mean? It's on my it's shoulders. It's all on Adam. Oh, focus, dude. Video camera, still frames. Get it together. Yes, that's if not Adam ever gets an R5, so he can be my friend. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, well, when my freaking film check gets made up to my 
photography thing instead of okay but i thought you were like lumix's life because you got like some free Uh, stuff yeah (laughs) but now they're i just i I have i feel like i have to do canon even though they gave me some free stuff i'm just gonna send send it you better send it back to them because now you're saying this on the podcast i'm I'm gonna give it back (laughs) they didn't didn't give it to you did they or did they, they let you try it What's our secret whale of the week? Anyway, <laughs> Adam's gonna get grounded, guys. Oh my I gosh! I think I think our secret whale of the week should be the sperm whale, because I saw a sperm whale, and we talked about sperm whales or lost and... whale. Dude, that's the other thing is that we were talking about. It was a couple. It was a while ago, but like, you know, I feel like humpback populations have rebounded pretty well here in in the um, eastern Pacific. Blue whales, we have one of the strongest blue whale populations in the world as of now. But it's still obviously. a fraction of what obviously, it used yeah, to be. exactly. Exactly. Obviously, it's not what it used to be, but it's like where where are the sperm whales? Like again, like we probably see sperm whales well, somewhere up and down the California coast once. And I get that it's like a sighting thing. Like it, yeah. it might be that. But also it's like we have boats there out there all the time. Like, did the whalers really go? I guess they really went hundreds of miles offshore. Oh yeah definitely so i'm saying if we go hundreds of miles offshore where are all the sperm whales we're gonna find a group They're of three thousand sperm whales where squid are chilling in thousands of feet of water always like two miles deep chilling eating turkey burgers if whalers <laughs> can find them with their 1700 <laughs> boats yeah why can't we find them because that's well their boats were way slower so their odds of a surface encounter were better <laughs> Dude, that's our problem. We're going way too fast. 11 miles an hour. On Slow that down, bro. <laughs> to no wake zone. <laughs> the whole ocean? Yeah, exactly. Um, Everyone's probably hearing you from two miles away anyway. And they're like, so they're see you later. Like, yeah, but there's, there's whaling day. logs of them killing them here in Monterey. Okay, but remember that whitehead paper that we talked about where the sperm whales had like a cultural transmission of uh, yes. evasion strategy. Yes. Maybe yes. they're all like, you know what? We're all set. We don't want to see these things that make this noise. We like, boats. we're good. Like, and that's just their policy. Why now. though? Come back. <laughs> I want to see you. <laughs> like, Dude, okay. Listen, they're the nothing but trouble. I'm out. <laughs> Where are all the sardines at, Monterey Bay? They're gone. They're okay, anchovies. So the same thing. They either are somewhere else. Or this, just like the sperm whales, probably hang well, out. Where? Somewhere. Tell me where they are. I want to go see them. No, they're playing hard to get. So dude. many little holes on the map, Adam. If you don't Slater, come go, on. Let's go to the Davidson Seamount and your freaking tiny, 150 foot, 150 horsepower outboard. That if it dies out there, we're dead. Jeez, dude. Yeah. Anyways, if you guys want to book a trip with me, uh, <laughs> trips. All the way to the Davidson Seamount. You're you really imagine? selling it here, Adam. Adam, it's only 60 miles, dude. I can hit that in like an hour. Okay, two hours still. <laughs> yeah, but then what if we're out there all day and then the engine sputters at like six o'clock at night? Well, let me call our moms and cry, dude. It's <laughs> only like it's not even that far off the beach near San Simeon or one of those places down there. It's, it's really just far. Yeah, you shoot off north of Morro Bay and it's... Yeah, if we could just load my boat off the beach, we're chilling. Now you're going to beach launch it? What, are, what is happening? Off of Big Sur. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it right underneath the Big Sur Bridge. Oh <laughs> yeah, just, just throw, we'll just huck it off the bridge and then... Yeah, just get a pulley. It'll, it'll, it'll land right Block and up. tackle, bro. Just shimmy yeah. it on down there. 
just like go up that dirt hill by the <laughs> by uh by um big speed bridge Caitlin, get some speed let it go get some speed it, going unhitch it from the trailer and just the trailer just <laughs> <laughs> qualified right, casting let's go let's go, let's go. Thank you so much for listening to episode 92. You are amazing if you made it this far. The secret whale of the week is the sperm whale. And if you're not following us on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, YouTube, or any of the social platforms, it is MySpace. Whale nerds. We don't have a MySpace. We should My, make one. Maybe we I should make we'll one. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing a video game the other day and I, I asked some of the kids, I was like, you guys have MySpace? <laughs> anyways you can follow us at whale nerds or you can go to our website and check things out there at the whale and we hope to see you on our trip coming up soon bye and it says bye, bye.